You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. I think it's great. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I love it. I love you guys. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provision Podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot to. I can't remember. Check, baby. One, two, three. Check, check, baby. One, baby. One, two, three. More like a straight up yeah. double. That's a Woodford double. That's Woodford a, County double. That's a double. We're just across the Woodford County line here, guys. <laughs> that's a Woodford no, double. No, in Woodford County, it doesn't go to double yeah, until like twelve percent. That's right. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a little Woodford County twang. That's where I grew twang, up. Twang. <laughs> Background uh, noise is. Great. I know the background noise is fine. I'll it's okay. Up, I'll pull people in if it's uh, too quiet in here. Yeah. Say the one thing. Just make sure, like. Yeah, Mar- always, Mark has a problem with this. He, always he yells needs at to me. be on it. Right in there. Right in there. Um, right. And you can put your cans on. That way, you can hear all of us a lot more awesome. easily. So hopefully, that's uh, a lot better. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. All right, uh, what everybody. What do you want? Yeah, is there an Oktoberfest up there? Yeah. There is. I think I grabbed the I Heritage Ale. That's next on my list. So welcome to the Pints and Provisions podcast. It's been a spell, gentlemen. This is Evan here. Here we go. This Ryan's, is Ryan. Ryan's here. <laughs> Mark, introduce Mark. yourself because it's been a while. As Man, everybody, I, it feels good to be back. Feels good to be back. Yeah, this is great. I'm nervous. It's been too long. <laughs> Everybody's got the <laughs> I jitters. Sleep last night. And, uh, well, we came out because uh, Adam Summer here, who's our brewer and owner and uh, proprietor here of Evergreen Bre- Evergreen Farms Brewing. Yep, Evergreen Farm Brewing. So we're just outside of Metamora in Illinois, and we're happy that you threw this little thing together so we can come out and talk to you because, you know, as it is like stalking everybody on social media and seeing what's going on with kind of the process of getting the brewery started and stuff, it's been exciting and we wanted to talk to you. So thanks sure. for thanks for having us out and thanks for joining us. Yeah, glad to have you out. So um, what we always like to do is start with something that we've had recently that has been um, memorable. It's been exciting. It's been good. It could be something not like, you know, crazy that you can't get anywhere. It's just like it hit the spot for the right moment of the right, right, uh, right, uh, you know, experience. So uh, best beer of the week or sometimes since it's been a few months, we'll have to say like best beer of the month. (laughs) Um, But, you know, life gets busy and that's great. Um, But we're glad we got together tonight. Ryan, are you ready? I am. Yeah. Okay. So, someone said they listened to our uh, summer uh, summer episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, this <laughs> I know. used to be every other week, and now we're down to the uh, just the seasons, apparently. Seasonal. So uh, we'll have to pick these back up a little bit more, but it's great, uh, great getting us all here, and this is a great it occasion, is. too. So, yeah, mine I had, uh, I don't think I'll look back more than a 
couple weeks or whatever. Go, I won't go back two or three months, but I had the, the latest media noche. So uh, we've talked about Weldworks Brewing on here before, and mm-hmm. uh, we had Neil on and, and had plenty of discussion around that. But uh, their annual release of media noche, they've done a ton of variants over the, the last couple of years, but uh, I did have the, the regular base. So Bourbon Barrel Age Stout. Uh, from 2021, it's I I don't even remember the ABV 12 percent 13 percent. I'm sure my phone's away, so I'm not going to pull up on tap. But uh, bourbon barrel aged stout, chewy, um, super boozy. The the barrel comes through very very nicely, and uh, it was uh, it was fantastic. So awesome. Always got to enjoy uh, the the ones that we have of that. And um, now that they make it a 500 milliliter bottle. It's actually a, a pretty enjoyable sipper, you know, if that's just what you're going to have for one drink for the night. So yeah. Yeah. Watch, watch the baseball game after the kids go to bed, or I don't remember what the sporting event was. Maybe it was golf or whatever, but it was good. Nice. Uh, Mark, you go. So uh, a buddy uh, of ours, uh, Brian McVeigh, uh, yeah. was gracious enough to pick me up a crowler of Goldfinger uh, out of Downers Grove. Yeah, uh, love, go the, love those guys. At the, uh, the Oktoberfest. Uh, just a, a great, you know, representation of that Marzen style. Um, yeah, not much I can say about it other than, you know, the highest praise that I could give is just crushable. Yeah, we we had those guys on, uh, Tom, right? Yeah. And uh, it was fun to talk to him. Uh, they are straight up like Lager City up there and doing some amazing lager beers up there in Downers Grove. So glad you got a chance to enjoy that. <laughs> Adam, anything exciting over, or is it just your stuff? Uh, I actually have one. Uh, so my wife and I, usually for our anniversary, we go down to Southern Illinois. This year with the brewery hopefully opening up here soon, decided to go a little bit early. So two weeks ago, we went down to Southern Illinois, and we stopped at Von Jakob. It's a winery and a brewery. Oh. So they're, we, we like their beers more than their wines, honestly. Uh, and they, they have a really good Oktoberfest. That's what I usually get. Uh-huh. This year, tried the Oktoberfest, but they had a Vienna Lager, and that one beat out the Oktoberfest this year. Okay. So wow. Actually, actually brought a growler of that home, and I was drinking it yesterday. Nice. So, yeah, just a good, nice, roasty, clean Vienna Lager. So how far south are we talking here? Uh, I kind of thought you were going to say uh, White Rooster or Scratch. Scratch. Yeah, yeah. Down, down, yeah, close. So a little further than Scratch. Is it? So, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, wow. South awesome. I'll tell you what. You wow. know, in Illinois, Chicago gets so much praise for, you know, just the beer mecca that it is. But I love... Well-deserved. Well-deserved. It is. But I love our southern Illinois. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a fun weekend trip if you get a chance uh, to go down there and just just hop from place to place to place. You named a couple of them Scratch, White Rooster. Uh, there's there's a handful of other ones. Now we got Von Jakob on the list. Yeah. yeah. Got to check that I, out. I, I didn't, I've never been there, so I'm going to add it to the list. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a new one, making it on the list. Um, mine would probably be the Easy Eddie by – oh, I'm sorry. That was what they were serving a ton of. It was Big Grove Brewery out of <laughs> Iowa City. I was in Iowa City over the weekend for a cycling event. Uh, I was also I was riding, but also watching uh, professionals race cyclocross. If you've ever seen cyclocross, it is insanity on a bike. It's cold, it's muddy, it's wet, it's up, it's down, it's sand, it's nasty. But one thing that the Belgians love, uh, other than cycling, is beer. And um, there was actually a local brewery in Iowa City called Big Grove that kind of helped sponsor the event and supplied beer. But their Marzen. And their Oktoberfest is fantastic. So I did enjoy that. But their Easy Eddie is like their hazy IPA. 
drinkable hazy IPA that a lot of people at the event were drinking and enjoying. So awesome. um, shout out to another local place uh, over there in Iowa city. Awesome. Yeah. It's uh, we had a what? 75 degree day about two days ago. And yeah. then, you know, today come driving over here was 48 and it's just like, that Marzen style, that Oktoberfest just hits a spot. You yeah. know, it it's, really uh, is just time. a perfect time of the year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So speaking of uh, Oktoberfest, we know that we had, Adam, we had yours, the Summerfest, uh, mm-hmm. S-O-M-M-E-R Fest. Yeah. And that was your Oktoberfest, Marzen. Great. 6.7 ABV. That was my first one because on a day like today, it was awesome. Yep. So it tasted great. Um, you got to tell us a little bit about you know, you and your start, and I know that this is family brewery, but you got to kind of give us a little background. Yeah. So kind of crazy how it started. Um, I actually here coming up in January, it'll be about the two year mark of when I started brewing. So haven't been brewing very long at all. Um, I actually just finished up my math degree. I was going to start teaching high school math. And right, right when I got done, got the degree, my wife got a new job. We'd moved back out to the farm We'd been here for a couple of years at that point, but I was already in the process of going back to school, wanted to get that done, got it done. But before that had kind of started thinking, you know, we've got a chunk of land out here that we could still use for something and just kind of slowly it progressed into starting this brewery. So, so did you live on this property back then? Yep. So I'm the, I'm the fifth generation back in the old wow. farmhouse. Yep. Nice. So actually my historical beer that did you say Abe Lincoln part of that was kind of inspired by my grandfather he actually remembers his grandma talking about watching abraham lincoln ride past our house out wow front here. that's nuts yeah so, wow yeah yeah five and generations then the, that's, the sign that's out front eight. says established 1858 yeah, is that your yep. family's date yeah yep so okay. that's yeah when i started the brewery i kind of picked that number for the logo and put it on there since then i actually found a, another deed that was actually 1852 but okay Oh, that's too late. Going, really going, cool. going back 150 we'll years. It. It's like, yeah. well, it's a couple of years. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. 1858. Wow. I thought maybe it was the town of Metamora, but no, that's really no, cool that no. you use that for the family. That's just, really cool. Just for the farm. Nice. Yeah. So do you, do you actually work the farm here too yourself? So when I was a kid, we still had about 240 acres that we, we farmed, uh, sold off most of those. I think I was about 14 and we've got about 20 acres left. Part of that we cash rent somebody else farms it so we don't actually farm anymore which is why we decided to do the brewery um you know generations it just went from father to son got handed down Mm -hmm. when i was a kid we were still farming i mean the grain drill out front here that i've got set up as a bar i i was on the tractor with my dad the last time we used that (laughs) yeah that's That's a great idea for a little outside bar that's awesome yeah it worked out great but uh so I had, I had ties to the farm, but for my kids moving back here, they're not going to have a part of that. So, you know, we're not farming anymore. So part of the brewery was thinking of ways that I could do something with the land that the kids would have a tie in and they would, yeah. you know, want to continue that tradition. Wow. And so how did, like, how did brewing come into your whole, you know, was it just like, this seemed interesting or I really had a passion for it or I just stumbled upon it because someone told me like, this is fun, mm-hmm. you know, coming from someone who is a home brewer. And I had a best friend in med school who was like, Hey, you know, this is a really fun hobby. You should do it too. And I did it with him and I was like, this is fun. Yeah, <laughs> it is definitely fun. Uh, actually it circles back to something I said early, early on with our trip to Southern Illinois, my wife and I love going down there. We've been going down there for years hitting wineries 
So actually, when we first started thinking about it, it was going to be a winery. So we're, we actually have grapes growing out back through a few in just to try them and still see what, use those. Yeah, we could. Yep. Yeah. It's it's planned. <laughs> <laughs> yep. awesome. Yes. So, but here here where we're located, the grounds just it's too too good a soil to grow good wine grapes. So we're like, well, what else could we do? In the middle of a bunch of cornfields, beer seems appropriate. Let's switch to switch gears to a craft beer. Yeah. So. Yeah. So do you have, do you, are you going to plant and do you use some of your own grains from the farm in your brew? Uh, so grain, grain is a whole process. Um, eventually if the thing blows up and gets really big, it yeah. would be cool to, to do grain and have it all from the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then of course with malting, we'd have to have a building separate yeah. just to do the malt and it would be really cool, but that's kind of down the road that's a lot of steps it is yeah that would be a whole division that would have to be devoted just to that so right now it's just both basically hops and some of the adjuncts so the almost like thanksgiving or basil sage strong ale that one actually has the most ingredients grown on the farm out of any beer that i've made it has bloody butcher corn in it all of the hops that I used, we grew here on our, we call it the hop zebo. It's a gazebo with hops growing up it. Oh, nice. And then the basil and sage we grew. So what was the big, uh, I don't know, how did the light bulb go off when you're thinking about being a math teacher and then it's like, nope, we're going to shift to yeah. brewing beer. What <laughs> uh, was the big thing? Well, that the actually the big thing, I'm going to blame it on my wife. She, <laughs> she got a new job and yeah, before COVID, um, she was traveling all over the state except for Metro Chicago for a new position. And it was just kind of thinking about what I would put into teaching because I'm if you're if you're a good brewer, you have a certain tendency of being OCD. So I was gonna put a lot into teaching. I knew when she was gonna be home, I was gonna be working on stuff and wasn't gonna be fully present. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the farm and brewing, that's something that there's enough different areas that when she comes home, I'm still working, but I'm still doing something that she can join in. She hates math, so she would never, you know, help me with math. <laughs> so this is something that everybody can kind of be a part of. And even though we're working probably longer hours than if I was teaching, everybody's a part of it and we can still have time as a family. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't feel like uh, long hours when it's a passion, though, right? Yeah, so. we've we've had that discussion. I don't know how many times that, you know, if you're at home working around the farm for 14, 15 hours sure. in the day, you get done, and it doesn't feel like a ten-hour day someplace else. Right. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, got this vision of of starting this. Uh, to my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong, is this the is this the first brewery in Woodford County? Uh, as far as I know, I, I, yeah, I don't know of any others. I was kind of going through the Rolodex in my head. I, I cannot think of any other breweries in Woodford County. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a pretty th- big did deal. You ha- did, yeah, did you yeah. have like a? Were there any like roadblocks, or was it very was was like the county receptive to this sort of establishment getting started? Yeah, the county was super receptive. That's uh, awesome. We went, went to them, told them what we were wanting to do, and they just laid everything out for us, said, this is what you need, mm-hmm. this is where you got to go, this is what you got to get put together, and that was that was a breeze. Um, probably the biggest roadblock was getting the state license. Sure. Right when I was starting to start all that process, COVID was still a big thing. 
going on with everybody being shut down and working from home. Mm-hmm. The offices that deal with that, they were completely closed to right. where I couldn't talk to anybody, and it just made it take longer. Sure. So one thing, you know, when we've we've had a couple of breweries uh, that we've talked to that have, are just getting started before, and I'll say one thing that kind of shocked me when I walked in was, you know, we've got the menu here in the tap room, and if my if my math's correct, uh, I think you got six beers on. A lot of places when they're starting have three, maybe four um, at most. Sometimes even one or two right. that are kind of their staples, and they say, "Hey, as as we grow and get more tanks and things like that, we'll." will expand. So um, is that kind of part of the strategy? And how do you have this kind of laid out from a equipment standpoint and brewing mm-hmm. a bunch of different styles, even from the from the get go, which I think is great. So it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome to start that way. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of switching from homebrew to now, I guess, brewing professionally. Um, I still am holding on to that homebrew mentality of try anything. Um, luckily, everything I've tried has turned out decent. Um, there's been a couple that it's either a great feeling. Yeah. Yep. I haven't had to dump a beer yet. It's, it's going to happen eventually. I'm sure, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, I had, I had one or two when I was doing bottle conditioning that didn't carb up all the way, but so yeah, the variety just comes from that. Um, enjoy brewing. So I just pump out stuff all the time. There's actually only, I think three or four recipes that I've brewed more than once. So most of my beers I've only brewed at once. So you mentioned that the Heritage Ale was going to be kind of your flagship. Mm-hmm. Um, will some of these also be on that kind of repeat list, or will you um, always be looking to the next thing? And just, I guess I'm curious. Like, I live like 10 minutes from here, so will will these items, most of these, be here? Or will it always be like a rotating thing? So every time I come in, there'll be something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's certain ones that I'll have on definitely more than others uh heritage ale being one of them it's like like you said it's kind of earmarked as our flagship um there'll there'll be times when i don't have it on but that's actually one i've brewed i think i'm on the fifth batch of that so i've brewed that more than any other beer um certain ones i'll definitely have on more than others some of them are going to be seasonal uh almost like thanksgiving i did that for thanksgiving last year and i'll probably just keep running that every october so yep so just for the listeners, we've got uh, an American Amber Ale. That's the heritage that they're talking about. I think we've I'm all had it. that. I'm drinking that now. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's um, like a crushable. It's only 5.4%. It's, it's like a your perfect fall ABV for tailgate, a like football watching kind yeah. of beer. But it's also yeah. it's also one that is far reaching. I think it will hit a lot of mainstream palates. Yeah. Uh, people that aren't so adventurous, yep. you know, that might not want a, you know, something that's super hoppy or whatever yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it 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 checks all the boxes for and i think it's a great one for like a flagship yeah right right yeah and then uh there's a wheat there's a wheat beer a pale ale um a historical beer which i'm gonna follow up with a question about that because i've got it in front of me and i haven't tried it yet uh and then an american strong ale that uh that was mentioned and then the oktoberfest that was mentioned so really i mean yeah. we we, we lined them all six. up you've got the colors of the spectrum it's a really nice variety um so it's a great start so yeah um but i must ask so the the his, mm-hmm. historical beer yep uh do we get any <laughs> details or is it a mystery of what did what, you what say the, a Blinken. what the scoop yeah. is on this yeah <laughs> so that one was just a random recipe i started writing uh i use brew father as my to keep track of all my recipes just an app beer app um just started pumping it out and it ended up I pulled up it'll tell you what style you're getting close to 
and it popped up as historical oh, wow. beer. And oh, so that's what actually what yeah. it popped up. Oh yep. wow, okay. So it's I keep telling people it's kind of a catch-all. If if it, if it doesn't fit into something else, <laughs> it's kind of we'll historical throw it into beer. A historical beer, yeah. So it's I I describe that beer in particular as kind of in between a brown and a porter. It's a little bit more bitter. Oh. Um, but yeah, it, maybe like an ESB or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's oh. kind of like that. Yeah. Is that what you're drinking Ooh. now? Yeah, that's why I, I wanted to save it until I could ESB. ask the question about it. <laughs> Anything it's like good. A, the yeah. bitterness is really nice on this, so hold, it's Hold it's that good. up. Let me see yeah. it. It's got good color to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, these are all super clean too. I mean, this is a—it's an impressive combination. I mean, yeah, this is, you're right. It's really it's, nice. Colors are clean. They're they're very um, uh, eye eye catching and eye pleasing. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one wants. Especially knowing I'm some actually, of these some of these have on. only been brewed one time. Well, this I mean, is crazy. that's yeah. that's where I'm kind of like, that's what's that's. It's, it's really not, surprising to me because you're sitting here saying, oh, yeah, I started this two years ago. Uh, I've tried some of these. I mean, everything I've tried so so far is, like, on point with what your description is. And that's impressive. And so, it's not, it's not novel. Kudos to you. Yeah, and it's not novel to, like, be clean. It's not novel. And it, it takes a lot of work. I mean, myself as a novice homebrewer, it's like sometimes they turn out crappy and sometimes they turn out hazy and sometimes they – and, and honestly, like the whole haze craze is literally it was by accident. Mm-hmm. And like y- you can talk to John Kimmich all day long and from Alchemist and says like he never intended to make the beer hazy. It's just that's the way it turned out with the way he used the ingredients. But, you know, clean beers are making, I think, a comeback. Mm-hmm. You know, people are getting a little tired of the hazy IPAs. I mean, you can have one. They're great. I love them. I still won't ever hate them. But like the lagers and the, the Vienna lagers and the clean beers and the Oktoberfest and, and the seasonal rotations seasonal too, rotations. just that in general is totally back of kind of what what people are after now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those breweries that do just like their one trick ponies are, and maybe they do well in some environments and some spaces. But literally, if people are kind of especially here, I'm sure in your community and your 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 county you want to brew beer for the people in this community right you don't want to be like hey i'm the hazy ipa that is like at the farm like nobody (laughs) cares about that you want to brew for the guy down the street or the guy that's the country mile down the road and the the community that you're in because then you'll really see repeat customers you'll really see a, a a support for that brewery right yeah and talking with other brewers i've i've had this question pop up a couple times we're on a farm. I'm marketing as a farmhouse brewery, so I've had actual brewers ask oh, yeah. me, "Well, are you going to actually make farmhouse beers, or are you just a brewery on a farm?" And I'm, my answer is, "Well, both." So I don't have any saisons up on the menu now, but I do have several made, and maybe we can crack one open later. I've got some bottled, um, but yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Right. I mean, I mean, if you really want to talk to the people who are stringent about that, talk to the scratch people. Yeah. They're yeah. the ones that are really stringent about the farmhouse farm mm. beer. And I know like in some States, that's a big designation, but I think what you're going for, it's the family farm. It's right. the family aspect. It's the farm brewery, but not farm beer yeah. necessarily. Yep. You know, you want to be able to brew beer for the community. Right. Yeah. So I'll have a little of both, you know, I'll, I'll, throw farmhouse ales on there, saisons. Yeah. But then I'm also going to have things like Heritage Ale where it's very approachable. Anybody can come in and like it. So, yeah. I am – I'm pretty excited about this because for a long time <laughs> – You can um, tell he's excited. I am. 
<laughs> so for a long time, and these guys have, have witnessed my conversations with this, that we've been in dire need of a what I would call a destination brewery. Mm-hmm. I've been looking for that experience. But, you know, we talked about Southern Illinois. You can go down there. You can have that destination experience other places. But in Central Illinois, there's not a lot of those. Uh, you know, usually you have to go to an establishment. Um, but this is this is something where, um, you know, sit outside on a nice evening, watch the sunset, enjoy a nice beer, uh, maybe even have your kids running around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what your entire um, vision is of, of the whole thing yet, but I, I can That's see I can see exactly. this sort of. Uh, Yep. It, it growing and I've been following this on Instagram and I, I've, I've been I've, I drive by this all the time so I've been I'm psyched to be here and finally experience <laughs> yeah. it and uh, just know that I think you know the selection the type of beer that you're drinking uh, from from a guy that's grown up in this area most of his life I think you're I, I think you know you're gonna hit a home run with a lot of these selections um, you know okay. Nice. It, it's nothing too, you know, out in right field that people aren't going <laughs> to enjoy. But I think, you know, have mm-hmm. some fun. Do some experimental things as well. Yep. Uh, keep it rotating. I think people like new things. Uh, but most of all, just this des- destination. This uh, property is beautiful. Um, Thank you. You know, I, you know, I know you guys, <laughs> people can't see what I'm looking at. But, <laughs> you know, outside we've got a fire pit going. There's, there's lights strung up. It's this, uh, you know quaint uh you know farmhouse feel and we're surrounded by you know central illinois uh you know farmland yep. and it's beautiful uh i know that you know you're gonna have great sunsets off to the west here yeah and it's yeah just i a- was hoping to get here before that happened like the sunset but unfortunately mm-hmm. it was cloudy but i can see like your vision here yeah. mark where you sit outside here you've got multiple tables you've got the pardon my um city speak but the farm implement out there the grain drill the grain drill <laughs> yeah my grandfather would be speech. horrified <laughs> that i just said that but yeah you know you got that set up as a bar you've got the fire pit you've got a couple you know really neat little buildings here and yeah it, it it's going to be you, you need this you need and you know the breweries in in Peoria we we continue to need more and more good breweries in the Peoria area you know our friends at Bearded Owl have always been that they're more of an urban downtown feel, mm-hmm. and they yep. do a great job at that. And yep. Nick and those guys have done a great job. But Absolutely. Nick was out here this afternoon. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Nick, Nick has a lot of good things to say about you because I've always, I've always like, hey, you know, I've heard about this guy. You know, he says, <laughs> you know, Nick is uh, Nick is a good resource, and I think he's got, you know, he's definitely got your back. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. helped out a lot along the way. That's awesome. Yep. Well, and I know we're calling it a destination brewery, but uh, the town of Metamora is extremely supportive of local business. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you might have to, like, if you're coming from outside of, uh, especially even Washington, Mark, be careful. <laughs> you're going to have to be crawling over some some pretty uh, vicious townies, I think. I mean, I, I just think the area around here, we've got family that lives uh, less than five minutes from here all, all around this area. So um, I've been here and, you know, around here plenty of times. And um, I think the town is going to embrace it like crazy. Like I really just everything we just talked about with the local scene and what what it's going to be out outdoors and whatnot. I think next summer it's just going to be booming. Look look I, out I, if I, we're we're hoping look, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, look out if he does a Redbird Ale or something. Yeah. Oh, man. So well, so, so <laughs> yeah. to to you know to look that, out for uh, the football team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not even just the the adults. <laughs> <laughs> to that point, I mean, like what 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 is your 
what have you, what do you hear from people? How do you talk to people? Like, how do you, mm-hmm. you know, you're on Instagram, you're not, you know, putting up billboards in Puria and the, like, how is this going in terms of promoting your business and promoting your beer? Is it, mm-hmm. I know you've been to some like farmer's markets and some events we, and like yeah, small events. We did some, actually the sweatshirt I have on right now at yeah, the, the, the mill, mill in Chillicothe. Yeah. We did a couple concerts over the summer over there. Um, Charlie Rusk, the main guy there, he actually built a lot of the stuff in the tap room here. So he, they, they built my dad's house, which is right next door as well. And they did a great job incorporating all the farm history into that building and this, this one as well. Um, but yeah, just really the only thing pumping it out right now is Instagram and Facebook, word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yeah. Well. Yep. So I was never a big Instagram, Facebook guy. Um, just kind of started in on it out of necessity. My wife actually said, you, you got to be posting like every day. Got to <laughs> pump it out there. And so She's right. That's what I started doing. Just everything that I was doing throughout the day if something thought was halfway interesting i'd snap a picture of it explain what i was doing and yeah working so far yeah the word of mouth's working i mean i i told some friends or whatever that we were coming out here and everyone pretty much knew you know at least mm-hmm. had heard heard of it and we're like okay when when's that opening you know we've heard about it for you <laughs> know a few months question. or whatever and things like that and and so uh, i think the word of mouth i think it's going to be great i mean the people in the beer community um you don't need a, a newspaper article or anything like that mm-hmm. like everyone it's Everyone's a rare, aware and ready to go, and I think it's uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. The craft beer community is just amazing. How how easy it is to get into, and then just the the friendliness, and you know everybody spreads the word, and yeah. Well, that's the way it should be, and I think that you know Peoria definitely is probably on average low in terms of how many breweries that they should have mm-hmm. that could be. And you guys, should, you know, and, and I know Nick has always been, you know, very supportive of competition. And competition should be good, but it shouldn't be in a way that is bad. It should be a way and it's good. It's like you make him better, he makes you better. Right. You guys support each other. You guys run out of ingredients, great. You go him, you go to see him and he'll give you some and yep. vice versa. And yeah. that's the way it should be. And I know I talk a lot about Nick and I know that there's more breweries in town. But I'm just going to say, like, you know, you and him probably are going to be the ones that make the best in town. Yeah. And, nice. and, you know, the other guys, they make, you know, industry makes good beer, um, but not as good as this and not as good as Bearded Owl. And that's okay to say, but, you know, they they still get people excited about beer that's not what you traditionally think about in terms of mm-hmm. domestic beer. So, right. Yeah. And I was in, uh, I was in uh, Key West, Florida last weekend. And, you know, they don't have any crazy big breweries or any big names or whatever, but it was just, it was Which fun just going. It is kind of surprising, but you know, it was fun going. Well, to they're places. more tequila and liquor people, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plenty, plenty of alcohol. Uh, yeah, there's uh, not a shortage of alcohol. No, down there. no, no, no issue there, and plenty of cocktails and, and mixed drinks going around. But it was just fun trying local brews. You know, there's just yeah. an element of that where it was like, yeah, there's High Alai and there's other Cigar City brews and and other stuff that you can, you know, there was some Jay Wakefield and different things. But it was always fun just having the local beer made within five or ten miles away and i i you know i just think that that's going to continue to be a theme regardless of where you're at so i i just think i think it's going to be embraced from that standpoint and it's uh it's real exciting so what's the um plan from now so we're here Mm -hmm. you know you've got some a lot of friends here being able to enjoy and then continue that word of mouth um with the whiskey trust group but like where does it go from here right well obviously the next step is just getting open um, which hopefully will happen here within a few weeks. Um, 
people keep asking, you know, what's your opening date? We haven't yeah. we haven't set one just because we're doing the majority of the work ourselves. So we're just going to keep cranking everything out, and then as soon as everything's done, we'll open up. So we didn't, you know, normally building out a place like this, you've got contractors coming in, and you can set deadlines and dates. For us, it's just work as much as we can and get it done. And once it's done, because we'll you're be doing open. it. Yeah, yeah, because you're doing yeah. it. What's your brew schedule? Is it pretty busy? Yeah, it's it's packed. Um, actually, just this past week and a half, two weeks, my my one uh, tank sat empty for almost a week and a half, which is hasn't happened since I put it in. Usually, I'll get done with the brew, keg it, clean it out, turn around and brew the next day. Yeah, yeah. Well. All right, so uh, when we come back this time next year, what are we what are we having on draft? What's what's it going to look like? What yeah. are you, what are your thoughts? Uh, this time next year, well. I'm going to have Summerfest and almost like Thanksgiving for sure. Those are the, the big hits in the fall. Um, Summerfest, just to say a little bit about that, that's my smoked Oktoberfest. And that was smoked? Yep, there's a little bit of cherry wood smoked malt in that one. So That's probably why I want another one. It's good. It's really <laughs> it's good. Probably yeah, why. It's really good. Yep. Next thing you know, he's going to be making Rausch beer. Yeah, I, I have a recipe written, actually. Yeah. Oh, you'll get me over here for that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that Summerfest, the Oktoberfest, it's uh, I lagered it all summer in a well. That's right. That's yeah. right. So there's a, a building here that's got a brick lined oh, well that awesome. we don't use for anything. But I just I dropped a one barrel tank down there and it hung out there all summer and lagered and pulled that's, it up in that's September. Fantastic! Did, did you, Freaking awesome. So could could you monitor <laughs> the temp pretty the easily, or did you just figure that's the brewery on the farm? That's yeah. what you get. Yeah. That's just <laughs> terrific. Yep, make it work. Yeah, we actually that's we call that the milk house couple generations back when oh, we had man. milk cows out here that's where they would store the milk cans sure um then when i was a kid i called it the seed house because we store our seed bags in there when we were farming um but it kind of stopped using it it got piled full of junk and then when we moved back my wife's big into insects and bees especially so we started beehives out here cleaned that building out to have a spot to store all the bee equipment and i kind of halfway forgot that that well was in there but we uncovered it Oh wow! Check the temp down there, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be perfect for yeah. lagering a for, beer." Like down literally yes, lagering a beer. Yes, yeah. yep. that's, <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's like next level. That's great. <laughs> I mean, that's talk about it. a historical beer that you can lager, yeah. lager, lager. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not oh lager, but lager. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. lager. So what? What was the temp? Uh, th- when I first checked it, the temp was about 49. Oh, wow. So, nice. yep, and yep. it it'll fluctuate. Um, last year, the summer fest that I ran down there. Um, I could I could pull it up. I've got records of it, but the temp was perfect. And then we had a freak rainstorm. It dumped like I forget what it was, seven inches in a couple hours. It was it was nuts. There was water just running through our property, but a bunch of water rushed into that well. The water table, you know, came up. I think just since there was so much water going into it, it actually raised the temp up mm-hmm. in there. So it got a little bit warm, but it was pretty much all the way through fermentation at that point, and it was just sitting lagering. So just let it go and turned out yeah. good. Well, I was already excited. Now I'm really excited. Yeah. That's, that's seriously the best story I mean, I've heard. Well, I mean, just like the potential that that has. I'm and. Doing you know, this in a brick get well. pic- that's where you go to Instagram. Get pictures of that process. He did. I remember yeah. seeing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. My yep. bad. Yeah. 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 At first, I was dropping carts I down there with homebrew carboys. You know, yeah, just I had a couple down there, and then I built. A, I stacked it. I had a double layer, so I had four carboys down there, and then now this last this summer fest that we're drinking right now, that one I actually bought a one barrel tank, and it's 
just the right size to fit through that hole. So you've yeah, you found you found the like puzzle piece that just mm-hmm. fits perfect yep. right there. Yeah, so dropped a one barrel tank down there and a like literal well lager like Roush beer or like smoke beer that's gonna be perfect. Yeah. See the yeah pulled Mark just up. pulled it up. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yep. That's one barrel. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um. I think we could probably go on and on and on tonight. Um. I want to drink more of his beers, but what I really want to do is um. Well, first thank you and your family, of course, for inviting uh, all of this group. You know. Um, no problem. Nick's uh, uh, Whiskey Trust Group and then our podcast in to come in and, you know, enjoy a little bit of sort of like pre-opening. And, of course, like you, you clearly have a great vision and what's going to add to the Puria beer community, which mm-hmm. I think needs a little bit more like gusto behind it. And I think that we've got a great start, but this is just going to add to it. Um, but we want to know what your ideal four pack is, your desert island four pack, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so Desert Island 4-pack. So if I was stranded on a desert island, uh, I would hope that my wife would be there also. So I'd say two... Are you saying that you get to have her 4-pack, you get to influence her 4-pack? Is that what you're saying? Uh, It might be the other way around. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So case in point, two of those beers I think I would have to say would be almost like Thanksgiving. So her big thing's basil beer. Uh, We actually had one from Mm. scratch. Yeah. their basil beer i think that might have been the first one that we had and she just loved it and she's like right. oh you got to make a basil beer once i started making beer and made that and last year since our family didn't make it into town because of covid she ended up drinking the majority of that batch <laughs> yeah so and then we talked about nick at bearded owl earlier um when i first started hanging out over there quite a bit she had me ask him if, if he had a basil beer, and he didn't at the time. And so I was texting her. I was actually over there sitting there drinking a beer. She's like, well, tell him he sucks then. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him, so now that's kind of the running joke between yeah. the two of us, that if we don't have a basil beer on, then we, we suck. Yeah. So for right now, I'm, I'm good since I got the basil beer going. So two of them would be the basil beer. Um, one, uh, most brewers i've talked to so far since i've gotten on the scene kind of have like their their go-to like grab and go beer yeah sometimes it's something like miller light or pabst or something like sure. that so i'd i'd have to say my version of that would be odell's 80 shilling Ooh, so yep that's a good one yeah it's a good one so that's yeah. that's kind of one i bet you I haven't have. had that in a while I haven't. I'm trying to think the it's a Scottish Scotch Scot- Yeah, it's a Scotch Ale. I was mm. trying to think of what the style was. Yeah. Scotch yeah. Ale. Okay. Yeah. So I enjoy that one. Um, the last one, I'd go a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Exotic's the word, but rare. Um, I'd go with uh, Scratches. They had a, a barrel-aged cedar oak. It was a saison. So. I think I've had that. Yeah. yeah. It wow. was it was good. I, it was probably a year or so ago, and I don't know if if that was just like a one time thing or if they make it regularly, but it was just a, a good beer. Um, had a lot of like light earthiness to it, and had the the, the oak flavor and mm-hmm. a little bit of pine in there came out. Um, so yeah, something yeah, a little bit more some, different. They do some very different stuff. Yeah, very different stuff. But yeah, they they really set the bar. But um, hopefully, you know, we'll be seeing you a lot more um and a lot more trips out here trips with the family i could definitely see that happen so 
I do have one more question. Uh, this is kind of, of non-beer course. question, but it, they, they go hand in hand. Um, do you have any future vision of like food trucks or or food here on the property, or you know, any any thought of that? Yeah, uh, definitely food trucks. Um, we we talked about food early on uh, when we first started with the idea. We actually had buildings drawn up and we're mm-hmm. thinking about just going for it and that was right before covid hit covid hit we backed off and i just kind of slowly built into what we have now um so food we kind of steered away from from we just wanted to focus on the beer yeah, absolutely yep. so for events and whatnot friday nights we'll probably bring food trucks out that way there's there's something out here because we're out we're a couple miles from town you know there's not restaurants right next door right. so there's not lot of and you've clearly like made space for things like like you said parking in and out mm-hmm. and probably food trucks yeah yep yeah parking right now we don't have a whole lot of room obviously you guys know pulling in but we are but this is probably this is a pretty big group that you yeah have yep. out tonight so you, yeah, you so can kind of test the limits yep yeah we definitely have space to put the the parking lot yeah in. i just think that's great because it pulls it all together i mean you want to come out if you come out with the family on a Friday evening, Saturday evening, whatever you want to enjoy, at some point there needs to be some sort of substance to be had. Yeah. So it, you know, grab a you know whatever that is, if it's barbecue or, or mm-hmm. pizzas or whatever, uh, just the availability. If you go to that. barbecue, just get it at your house. Oh, well, we could do that. <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to talk. <laughs> you can hire this guy. There you go. So yeah. no, that's cool. I that that's good to hear. Awesome. Well, again. Thanks so much. Um, we're very appreciative of opening your arms and letting us come over here and drink your beer. And yeah, no problem. Um, we'll be back soon. Um, Absolutely. So cheers, Adam. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Thanks Ever, for inviting us. Evergreen Farms out. Brewing. Cheers. Evergreen yeah. Farm. Cheers. 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 cheers.